I'm going to pour my coffee into my coffee cup um, close to the microphone. So hopefully this is some ASMR for everyone. Hello everyone and welcome back to Nice to Have a Friend podcast. My name is Lauren and I'm here with my co-host Allison. Hey guys. Woo! We are so excited to be back today with another pop culture episode. This is how we started season three and we just, you know, a lot has happened in the past few weeks. A lot of pop culture moments. I feel like pop culture is this thing that never dies down. There's never a shortage of topics concerning it. So we wanted to do another episode of pop culture items in season three today and we're super excited. And this week is kind of weird because Lauren and I are back to being virtual. I have to work later today. So I asked Lauren if we could just do it super early um, because I didn't want to stress about waiting until seven o'clock to do it tonight. So thank you, Lauren, as I'm sitting here in my matching pajamas that I got for Christmas and my Christmas coffee mug because I'm not over it, even though it's 2021 in January. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I took out like all of our Christmas decorations, literally one of the first days possible because... I just get overwhelmed kind of where I put mine up so early I need it to be gone right after Christmas because my house does feel like a lot more cluttered with all of my Christmas decor. Even though I don't have that much, we just still have a smaller house. So even with a tree and like a couple nativity scenes and that kind of stuff, it gets pretty crowded so I took mine down immediately you still have some up or you just have your Christmas mug well since I'm in basically a college apartment I still have my Christmas tree up because I like the lights and I can get away with it because it's like I'm still in quote-unquote college so I have that and my Felice Navidad banner behind the TV um, which I will say when I was in Disney for my Disney college program we just left all of our holiday banners up like there was a St. Patrick's Day one an Easter one like by the (laughs) end we just we had birthday balloons from people's birthdays up so I think I may just keep that up because it's pretty beige in here so it makes it look a little bit more I lived in the dorm like I talked about this on my Instagram story the other day but as soon as we came back from Christmas break I always decorated for Valentine's Day which I would never do that now but when you're in a dorm having no holiday decorations just is really sad it feels like yeah you need to fill the space always have something going but what have you been up to lately allison I have been basically busy at work, but in a good way. So in the first two seasons, I was doing all this freelance editing on the side that was basically going to kill me. It was like being hit by a truck every week. But the nice thing about now is that I'm actually getting to shoot things. I bought a new camera, which I talked about last week, but it has been so awesome to be able to take it in and shoot my own things and edit videos that I'm proud of. I actually finished one last night and Lauren, I was so proud of it. I watched it like 15 times and I never say that about things that I do. So it's just, it's nice because I'm getting into being more confident in my abilities, which is making going to work more fun, especially because in the college sports realm, the spring is about to be so bananas because spring is already crazy with the sports that you have but now on top of basketball baseball and softball there's soccer and volleyball is playing again in the spring as well as like having track which is my main sport so it's going to be kind of crazy but I'm looking forward to the craziness because I need to remember this time last year or coming up on this time last year I was so frustrated that the complete halting of my life so I'm just going to try and remember that and remember to be grateful for the craziness that's about to come. Well, I don't know if you were going to mention this, Allison, but I have been loving your Instagram media account. Oh, gosh. Did you not want to mention it or did you want to mention it? (laughs) It's fine. My boss slash 
best pal Stacia, she mentioned, she was like, why do you have three Instagrams now? And I was like, listen, I don't want them either. But a lot of people that I know and people that I work with create online portfolios with Instagram because it's just a good way of you can get your algorithm to be other video creators or editors so that you can kind of learn and see what other people are doing so I wanted to do that so that I had a place to curate all the stuff I'm working on so I'm not really promoting that I have it I mean I put it in my bio for people that want to see it but I'm not going to be like go follow Allison Media on Instagram (laughs) but well you've been posting a ton of content are you just like back like yes I'm backlogged stuff kind of okay yes I'm very backlogged that's what I was thinking because I was like dang you are posting like three times a day I feel like or yes. maybe I just don't see it until like all at the same no time. I'm posting three at a time that's on purpose okay okay that looks it looks so good though all of it is amazing oh, thank so you. if any fellow creators are out there you can go follow <laughs> Allison I'll link it in the show note I just finished two weeks of full-time Ooh. which the first week we were off for New Year's Day but I'm still gonna count it so that's been really nice but a lot of people have been out like because people take like the week after Christmas off too mm-hmm. um So, and then, like, some people were out this week and, like, still traveling back from the holidays. So, I'm really looking forward to, like, the next couple of weeks because it's when, like, all of my coworkers are going to be back working with me. But I know it'll also be a lot busier than it has been. But it's really, really great. And... I feel like I'm settling in and I love working from home so much. I know I've said it so many times, but I seriously could work from home forever. But this weekend I have been reading so much, Allison. I read m- more than 300 pages of The Nightingale Do you like yesterday. it? Oh my god. Okay, good. <laughs> it is so it is the, one of the saddest books I've ever read. But it's so, so good. I don't know if I would even recommend for people to read it right now because, I mean, we are all going through something as a society in the past couple of months. As a nation, I know. (laughs) So I just don't know if I would recommend. Well, I read it in the middle of the summer, which wasn't much better. So it was still really good. I mean, I'm doing fine because I'm still able to keep my spirits up you know usually even through like the craziest of things so I'm doing fine with reading it but if this time has hit you very hardly maybe put it off for a nice summer day when things are going well or if you just don't like sad depressing German occupation stories set in World War II don't read it because it's not very hopeful Preston listens to our podcast. This is a quick aside before we get into the episode, but Preston (laughs) listens to our podcast with his headphones on, like when we're in the same room. And he just went, like he just chuckled so hard this one time when he was listening to the best of 2020 episode. And I was like, what are you laughing about? And he was laughing about when you said you like the war-torn France books only. (laughs) And we have talked about that multiple times since he listened to that episode. He was like, I can't believe Allison. You know what's funny is I knew you were going to say he was laughing at me. I just feel like Preston and I are like spirit animals on the way we think about things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> on some yeah. levels. Hi, Preston. Hope you're enjoying this one, too. <laughs> I love that he listens to every episode. But without oh, further ado, do you want to get into today's episode? 
let's do it guys so we kind of broke things into three big groups so the first one with we can't talk about pop culture without looking at celebrity news so this week the probably the biggest news in pop culture there's two of them and the first was kim and kanye rumors about their impending divorce i don't think that many people are very surprised about this fact um i think one thing the first thing that i thought when i heard this is i hope kim had a good prenup i know that that sounds terrible but it's just she's her net worth is just so large and yeah, I just, and he's been in debt a couple of times yes and that. yes and her family I'm pretty sure has had to bail him out a couple of times and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how this unfolds but I think the funniest part about this and I don't want to laugh at anybody's divorce it's not that but it's there's this gigantic fake rumor that got spread <laughs> that the reason that they were divorcing is because Kim or not Kim Kanye and Jeffree Star had an affair so if you Which do not if know, you know who Jeffree Jeff- Star is yeah consider yourself blessed because Jerry Star is a makeup guru that basically is very androgynous. He describes himself as an alien because when you look at him, he's like very feminine, masculine, and very great with makeup, has good products, but he is just the center of so much controversy and so yeah. much drama in the beauty tube sphere. If you know anything about the whole James Charles Tati Westbrook breakdown two years ago, he was basically the one that manipulated that whole situation. There have been multiple instances where he's paid off people for things like assault and abuse like he is just not a very good character um but he also like as much as it's terrible to say this he's hilarious and so it's just like seeing the way that he handles situations it's just like how is this person still famous because he should have been canceled 17 times and not that we want people to be canceled but like jeffree star should at least face some repercussions for his actions anyway but he just people started this rumor on tiktok that kanye and jeffree star had an affair um and it got so big that jeffree star addressed it and just was making jokes about it but it's not true um but it's just it would have been funny had it been true because it's just he yeah. is so crazy and i shared this tweet with lauren that said you know how funny would it have been if kanye was the president and jeffree star was the first lady <laughs> so well i just think it's funny because um someone texted jeffree star and was like hey what do you have to say about these rumors and he was like oh you should come see me in wyoming sometime i miss you so bad like because that's where kanye has his vacation house or yeah. whatever it was so funny i loved that tweet but I, I was going to say, I don't feel like we can even label the Kim and Kanye impending divorce as a rumor because E! News reposted it. And I feel like if E! News reposts anything about the Kardashians, mm. it is like a bona fide Oh, well, fact. I thought the divorce was like a fact. I just meant more oh, so okay. that the Kanye and Jeffree Star rumor as to why they okay. were getting divorced was definitely not true. When you introduced it at first, you were like, the rumor that Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. And I was like... I don't think oh, that okay. is bona fide. Well, I'm pretty, yeah, I was going to say, if, if it hasn't been publicly announced yet, I'm pretty sure that it's probably true. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of people are getting their information. It's from, like, close sources to the family, so they haven't necessarily spoken out on it yeah, yet. Yeah, that's but. true. They might not even need to until it's over. Moving on to one celebrity that is very close to my heart. We posted about this on our Instagram and asked for your all's opinion, but... There is some speculation around Harry Styles, our main man, dating Olivia Wilde. And this is a little bit, like, not controversial at all, but just kind of, like, weird for a couple of different reasons. I don't know. But Olivia Wilde, if you guys do not know who she is, she is an actress and a director. And, like, more recently, she's been getting a lot more into directing. She directed Booksmart, which came out in theaters, like either late 2019 or early 2020 um 
but she's super great. But she is actually 36, and Harry Styles is 26. So that is a 10 year age difference. Wow, is he what really only feel? 26? Yes. He doesn't, I, he seems like he's older than that. I agree, Allison. And that is why it's so weird to me because Taylor Swift, as we all know, is 31. And so I did not realize, as we all know, you probably also, did I just made big that. eyes for anyone who obviously cannot see my face. When they dated forever ago, I never even realized that she was quite a bit older than him. And now he's dating someone who is literally double that age gap with him. I mean, maybe they're dating. Maybe they're not. But we asked you guys on Instagram and most of you answered that you think they're dating, which crushes my heart because... Not, I mean, I am married, but I just want Harry Styles to be like single forever. Well, I mean, I, I just why. feel you don't hold hands in public with someone that you're not dating when you're going to be photographed. So, yeah, but Harry Styles is like a free spirit. You know what I mean? And I can just see him like, okay, yeah, they're dating. But <laughs> I mean, sure. But I just feel like in celebrity world, when you're going to be photographed, you don't do that. That's true. But they actually met on the set of a film that Olivia Wilde is directing and also acting in called Don't Worry Darling. So it's a psychological thriller about a 1950s housewife starring another one of our favorite actors, Florence Pugh. We love her so much because she's in Little Women. Um, but it's Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Kiki Lane, which I'm not exactly sure who that is, and Chris Pine. So that's a pretty star-studded cast right there. I know. And I remember we talked about this before and how Florence Pugh had a childhood crush on Harry Styles. So I'm sorry yes. for her that this could potentially um, hurt her. And Kiki Lane, she was in If Beale Street Could Talk, um, oh, which okay. I know was nominated for a lot of awards a couple years ago. So well, that's, I'm pretty I sure think that's... Florence Pugh has a boyfriend. I'm pretty sure that she's Oh, yeah, she does. She's dating... Um, Oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? But there, he is like much, much older than her. Really? Yes. What is up with all of these people? I'm looking it up because it's going to kill me. I think it's Zachary Levi. Oh no, Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Oh wow. But they're 21 years apart from each other. (gasps) 21 years. What? Yeah. So, I knew it was Zach somebody. Oh my gosh. Zachary Levi would make more sense. 21 years is a very significant age gap. I know. I feel like they're more equal. They're more equal. I feel like Florence Pugh could, oh, this is going to sound bad, but Florence Pugh could do so much better. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's really weird. I don't know. But, okay, so they were seen at a mutual friend's wedding holding hands. And then somewhere I read that James Corden was involved, but I didn't (laughs) research it super far. I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) Harry has that tattoo from The Late Show. Have you ever seen that uh, segment where they had One Direction on and they did Tattoo Roulette? No. No, okay, this is a real thing. You can look it up, but they had a segment called Tattoo Roulette, and it was when it was just the four of them, and Zane had already left. Um, but they held boxes open, and one of them had a tattoo inside of it, so they had to get it. And so this was James making fun of them, because One Direction just hit this year where all of a sudden they were all just tattooed Tatted. everywhere. And um, it came down to Harry and Niall. And Niall was terrified because Niall doesn't have any, or at the time didn't have any, and he didn't want to get one. And Harry opened his box and it had a tattoo in it. So he literally has a late show tattoo on tattoo. his left, um, in the crook of his elbow. He has one. So they're well, just connected for life. I love Harry Styles so much. I was supposed to go see him in July, which I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but I was so excited about it. And now it is postponed until like 2022, I think. I don't even know, but... 
It'll be a nice surprise when it gets here. I just really started listening to Fine Line, and it's a really good album. Oh, my gosh. I love Canyon Moon. amazing. I can't believe that it's not nominated for a Grammy. Well, then they'd give Taylor more competition, so... That is true. Be grateful. If either one of them won, I would be happy. Because what are you going to do if either of the what if you what are you going to do if Taylor Swift loses to Dua Lipa? Are you going to cry on the floor? Fine. No, okay. I will not because I know <laughs> it's like she's won two already, which is a huge accomplishment. If she never wins another Grammy for the rest of her career, that is fine. I could literally talk about Harry Styles forever, so I'm going to move on to a smaller little bit of news. Emma Stone secretly has been pregnant for months and everyone like just found out this past week did you see it somewhere yes i saw that she was pregnant but i was telling lauren i got confused because i thought she was talking about emma roberts because emma roberts just had her baby and i was like you didn't know she was pregnant but i thought this is the one of the other emma's emma stone and taylor swift are really good friends so i just love her so much and i love every movie (laughs) that she is in what else? And why I'm just, are you it always comes back to Taylor. It just makes me laugh. 90% of my opinions made on celebrities are how their relationship is with Taylor Swift. I'm just how do you saying. feel about Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, you know, he's not my favorite. Okay, anyway, Emma but Stone, sorry. Anyways, the last thing I wanted to say about Emma Stone is people have been calling her baby a pebble, which I just think is so funny and yet another reason why i can't believe the internet is free i mean this comedy just like comes to us for free emma stone's baby is a pebble that <laughs> that reminds me when oh so our freshman year of college the today sh- or not the today show the whatever the kelly and regis that one the kelly and oh. regis show uh regis had just retired and so kelly was having different celebrity hosts all the time okay. like she would have someone for a week and i would always turn it on because my roommate at the time reagan and our friend jacob would come in and we would watch it together and um one of my favorite people that she had that wasn't ryan seacrest was michael buble he was on there for like oh. a week and at the time they were having a baby and she said kept saying can we name can you name him crim so that his name is crim buble so that's what that reminds <gasps> me of michael buble this is such a off topic but michael buble was on an episode of celebrity iu on hgtv mm-hmm and I cried so hard that entire episode because it was so good. He, like, did it for his um, grandfather's caretaker. Like, redid his grandfather's house mm-hmm. and, like, gave it to the person who took care. Not related to his family at all. This woman, like, took care of his grandfather for the last, like, 10 years of his life or something. And he and his family redid this house and gave it to her. Wow. And it was so nice, and I cried so much because I have, like, such a soft spot for, like, <laughs> grandparent stories. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have seen one episode of that show. It was Viola Davis. And I oh, know that's she a did good it for her too. friend that kind of was up, went up with her in the acting and theater yes. ranks. And this, sorry, but Zoe Deschanel. Maybe I should start talking about Celebrity IU and these because that is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Um, Zoe Deschanel was just on it, which is Is it because she's dating fun. a property brother? Yeah, because she's <laughs> dating um, Jonathan, I think. All right, guys, that is going to do it for celebrity news for today. So moving on to media events. So Lauren and I did just want to briefly talk about the Capitol situation. This is, we know, a reprieve for a lot of people from yeah. mainstream news and mainstream media. So we don't really want to get into it too much because I think everything that has been hit on the subject has been hit in big news. But the fact that there was kind of an insurrection in the Capitol is too big to just blip over because that is a crazy event in media and culture. But as a result of the situation in the Capitol, 
we just thought it was interesting that President Trump has been suspended from Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook indefinitely. I checked last night and he still was not on any of those, but that just applies to his personal account. So the president account on Twitter um, is not affected, but I think he doesn't personally run that one. I think he has someone yeah. running that one for him, so that and would make sense. And then he tweeted on that one, but they like censored the tweets or whatever. Yes. Something that I have seen is people kind of questioning, you know, is that an abridgment on your free speech? And I understand why people think that because Twitter is free, but Twitter is not uh, just public domain twitter is a private organization yeah so whether it seems fair in your eyes or not it is up to their discretion to yeah be able it's to not really users. like government censorship anymore yes. it's kind of like private their censorship. private company yeah um and then out of that this was not a funny situation but i think you can find the levity in any tough thing and part of that is through some of the ridiculousness that we saw on social media and i think most people have probably seen the picture of the man holding nancy pelosi's lectern or her big podium and just kind of Which cheesing I at the camera was chip gains for a it solid did, oh two my gosh, minutes it did look like him that is weird <laughs> i didn't think about that but he was holding it and you know at the time i wasn't thinking wow these people are going to get arrested but i mean you're putting your face out there and you were yeah I mean, breaching government property um so that man that was holding pelosi's lectern has been arrested and i thought it was very fitting that he was arrested in florida because every headline that you get of something man crazy in happening florida. yes and i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this but there's like a, a joke that goes around that if you type your birthday in florida or like oh, man in florida before. and your birthday there's like a funny headline um but also in connection to the man being arrested for stealing Nancy Pelosi's lectern, apparently a laptop was stolen from Nancy Pelosi's desk because people did get into her office. And I saw a tweet where someone said, the second this logs onto a network, the FBI will swarm that person like bees. And I thought that was so funny because I don't get why people... Well, first of all, I guess I don't really understand the thought process of breaking into the Capitol building anyway, but just no. the the fact that someone stole a laptop, that the second that you connect that IP address to the internet, they're going to find you. So I just don't I know. know why he would do that. So I those know. are just some interesting tidbits we found about the situation. I think at this point, there have been over 50 people that have been arrested, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still looking for several hundred others. So that has been the big news coming out of the Capitol this week. Okay, in other media news, something that is very close to mine and Allison's hearts, one of our favorite award shows, the Grammys, has been postponed until March. It was supposed to be January 31st, but now it is March 14th, and we are extra excited about this one because Taylor Swift is nominated, Dua Lipa is nominated, BTS is nominated, so Harry Styles is nominated for like not the main category, but we are so excited about this and we will definitely be doing a watch the grammys with us or our reaction to the grammys episode so make sure you watch for that coming in march i'm very excited for this one this time around because i feel like i have something at stake like i understand yeah. why you get so excited yes. about taylor being on them because they haven't announced the performers yet i did check last night which makes sense because the fact that you know, people can't really travel and they're going to probably yeah. have to figure out how they're going to handle the performances. Things but I'm looking forward to it because I'm certain that they're going to ask BTS to perform. Why and even though not? they're not going to be there, I'm so excited to see it. And I just really hope I that know. they win. And I feel so weirded out about how deeply I feel for their success yeah. and wanting them to win. So, Well, I'm not sure if Taylor will have to perform something from folklore since that's what she's nominated for. But I kind of really hope that she performs No Body, No Crime. Because I just oh, feel like that one maybe. would be such a good performance. Because is it Haim? Is that how you say it? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, they were nominated. Well, I was going to say the weird thing about the Grammys is I don't know if they put it in late January because of the pandemic, which would make sense. Um, But last year, I know that it was really early because it was like the first week after Christmas break. Um, But the Grammys was the same day that Kobe Bryant died. And so it's just weird to think about how it's been a year year. basically since that happened. Because I'm pretty sure it might have been January 9th. I don't remember exactly. Um, But I just... The fact that it's been a year and kind of like what has transpired since then is just wow. wild. But I'm looking forward to the Grammys and seeing how it's performed. And like I said, Lauren and I are really excited to get into the uh, recapping the like big award yeah. show events because Lauren and I both get really excited about them. So oh my gosh, we excited do. for that coming up in the middle also, of March. Also, Allison, I don't know if you relate, but I feel like our friendship kind of developed through watching award shows together because I know like I would always invite you over to watch those like even before we were super good friends yeah because I don't ever know that they're happening but I love watching them so I don't really know how I was always unaware but you were because Taylor was always performing like hey do you want to come over because we're watching blah 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 and I feel like that helped our relationship like move forward because one of my favorite things was the college ministry that we always went to started at eight o'clock on Sundays and so sometimes I would go and not realize it was happening and Lauren's like hey I'm not going tonight because there's an award show and I would see it at like 8 15 so I would come straight back and I'd still get to watch the second half of the award show and those are always like my favorite unexpected circumstances moving on to more entertainment and tv our next section is all about the shows that have been consuming our lives for the past couple of weeks And you guys, Allison is back with a Bachelor update and recap that I actually invested quite a lot of time in. (laughs) So I am thoroughly shocked because I really enjoyed the season premiere of The Bachelor. I heard a lot of people did. I have some notes here as to why I think that people did. But for me, I am a casual Bachelor fan because my mom wanted me to watch it with her one summer. Um, We watched Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelorette, which is kind of a fun tie-in because Rachel Lindsay was the first black Bachelorette, the first person of color to ever be the lead of the show. But at that time, I just watched it with my mom. And then I would kind of keep watching it because I wanted to know what was going on. But I also was like, oh, I can't stand this show. Yeah. So this season is odd because it's the first season in a few years where we have someone who is has not been on the show. Like he, Matt James is the lead. He is our first black bachelor in bachelor history, but he is connected to someone in bachelor nation. He is really good friends with Tyler Cameron, who was the runner up on Hannah Brown season and definitely a crowd favorite. Tyler Cameron went on to date Gigi Hadid and just got a big following and people love him. That was crazy. Yes. Can we just go back to that really quick? Crazy. But it makes sense because he's very attractive. So like I understand he's going to go on to find success. And I think a lot of people were surprised that he didn't go on the show, but I think it probably wouldn't have worked out as well for him because I think you get stuck in this bachelor loop if you go on to the show. Too many times. Whereas if, you know, you use use it as your platform to go out into another space it's going to help him kind of be able to do his own thing so I think it was probably a good choice for Tyler but the reason that he and Matt are connected is because they both played football at Wake Forest so that's kind of how they became friends wow, and then really Matt cool. was originally supposed to be on Claire Crawley season of The Bachelorette but they ended up pulling him and making him The Bachelor over the summer because I think he got a lot of notoriety from being in a TikTok group with Tyler Cameron yes, and Hannah Brown. they were like in a quarantine house together for a yes. little bit. I remember that. And they were like making TikToks and doing live stream workouts and people really liked Matt James and so I think that following gave Bachelor Nation the idea of like okay maybe we should put him on the show. But with that uh, Matt comes on to the show he hasn't been on it before and with that I think comes a little bit of just authenticity that even though I know the show is fake 
he seems more genuine and less about I'm trying to get Instagram followers and more about I'm going to buy into this process. So before anybody comes to the show, gets out of the limo doing their ridiculousness, Lauren. He prayed or something, right? Well, he did pray, which melted my heart. But before that, he pulls aside Chris Harrison and he's like, Chris, before any of the ladies come up, can you and I have a talk? And Chris Harrison looks at him and goes, you don't want to meet the women yet? And he's like, no, I'd really like to talk to you. And he's like, you want to meet the women? And he's like, no, I want to talk to you. Which made me laugh because I'm like, Chris Harrison, all you have to do is just stand there and talk. Why is it, why are you acting like it's so difficult for you to do your job? (laughs) Okay. It's not that hard. Just go sit and talk to him in the chase lounge that they have set up for you in another room. And then you can come back and meet the women. That made me laugh. But I think something that I thought was cool about Matt was he sat there and, um, I didn't realize this, but he is mixed and his mom is white and his dad is black. And so he was saying, I don't want anyone to expect me to like pick a certain race because they think I'm supposed to as like my significant other. And he talked about that inner conflict. And I thought that that was interesting because it gave a little bit more depth to The Bachelor or like the lead that you haven't seen before because he's actually talking about like a real life, like something to think about other than followers on Instagram, which I thought was pretty cool. But then out of that, you just kind of get your typical bachelor first episode. The people start to come up out of the limo. Lauren, we have people showing up in goat shoes because they say that Matt is the goat. We have someone showing up in a football jersey that says Mrs. James on the back. We also have someone walk out with a vibrator that she carries around for the whole episode that has to be blacked out with a black box because that's not I don't think under FCC guidelines allowed to be shown on television. Um, But when they all get together in a room, that's when Matt comes in and he prays for the group, which I thought was just really cool. Just again, showed a little bit more authenticity and just something different than the other episodes that we have seen as far as premieres go. But the thing that's so cool about this one is the vibe is so different. And I feel like in another world, if you and I cared about The Bachelor at all, this would be the one we'd want to go on because they're not in California. They're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I saw that. It's, it's at a like beautiful this place. Chateau. It's a literal chateau. It's huge. And they're and in the Pennsylvania woods. Just like Taylor Swift in the song Seven. She's in the Pennsylvania woods. So I just feel like you and I would enjoy that so much better. Less sweat and more foliage. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was basically the summation of the episode. But I have a big no for the episode and a big yes, Lauren. Are you ready to hear the big I'm no? I'm ready. So there's a girl on there named Victoria who came on and she was the queen and she kind of called herself the queen, wore a tea when she got out of the limo and any everything all these people were complaining about victoria guys i have a fact to tell you i know victoria works for the show she's a production assistant or a showrunner that they needed to fill in and do something crazy because first of all nobody with self-consciousness or self-awareness would ever show up and act the way that she acted and actually like not regret it later in the future and my second thing to support this theory she wasn't wearing lipstick you're not coming on the bachelorette to stay if you're not wearing makeup because they have makeup artists who are going and touching up all these women to be on tv that is not a real contestant that was my big no of the episode um honorable mention to the girl carrying around the vibrator because that was really weird my big yes for the episode which i think you will appreciate and our friends who were also lauren's roommates last year skylar and kelsey will really appreciate this is my big yes of the episode goes to the girl named abigail who got the first impression rose abigail is actually deaf and and has a cochlear implant oh my and, gosh that's and that so just, cool right it just adds to this level of okay maybe there's a bit more substance to the season and to this lead than there has been in the past because 
he obviously like that didn't matter to him and he actually really liked her because the first impression rose is not like the person you keep around because the producers make you the first impression rose is usually like that person actually has a connection with the lead and then they're gonna stay around for a while and so the fact that that didn't impede him from choosing her like he really liked abigail for who she was but also she has had this actual life struggle and that's something that is just cool to see um so that was my thoughts on the episode i know that that was pretty lengthy but it was the first one so you had to get it all out there but i'm actually looking forward to seeing this i know it will get more dramatic as we go along because it's the bachelor and they have to do that to keep people watching but it was a breath of fresh air because it was different but not like claire season where it felt like they were just trying to make tv out of nothing like this actually feels like a real season but it's also got a little bit more depth so i'm looking forward to watching it but lauren i know that you're not a big bachelor fan so i'm not going to ask you to give your thoughts or anything on this episode but i did have a fun thought when i was looking through this and you know, say that Preston is the bachelor and you're trying to compete against like 20 other women to get his attention on the first night and you're stepping out of the limo. What would your gimmick be? I was going to ask you the same thing. That's really really weird. (laughs) I was going to ask you if you would do a normal entrance or if you would do a gimmick. I would probably do something involving Taylor Swift. I have like a sparkly guitar (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel like I've mentioned her a lot this episode, which is so it's weird. Because I don't okay. mention her that much in all of our episodes. Um, but it's just because Taylor Swift is pop culture. She's omnipotent know? in the pop yeah. culture sphere. But I would probably, I have this sparkly guitar that I made when I was Taylor Swift for like Spirit Week one year in high school. So I would probably do something along those lines. And Preston would love it because he loves Taylor Swift. So I'm, I'm not like... I don't know. I'm weird, but in a way that's not like outright weird. Like you have to get to know me to know that I'm weird, but I'm also really cheesy. And so I thought rather than doing some like big crazy gimmick, I think I would come out and like write acrostic poem, like just take their first name and make a poem with every letter of their first name because it's cheesy, but it's cute. America would love me and I wouldn't be made fun of for doing something stupid like crying over spilling champagne. (laughs) You could cross stitch his face or something. That'd be cool. Oh my gosh. No, that's crazy. You know, I said, you know that I said poem, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just saying. I was afraid that I said cross stitch poem and I didn't mean to if that came out of my mouth. But no, no I like, meant you could cross stitch his face. Like too. Matt. Like do Matt and be like, manly, awesome, terrific, talk to me later. And then just go inside. <laughs> I just made that up. Oh my god. I embarrass myself daily. I'm actually curious. Can we make a thing that people can tell us what they would do if they came out of the limo? Because yeah. I'm curious. Well, Allison, I was about to ask you if you would do a weekly bachelor recap on our podcast Instagram. I mean, maybe you would rather do that on your personal Instagram. But I feel like it'd be really fun if you just shared like one slide on Tuesday every week or like as soon as you watch it with what your opinions are. Because I know so many of our listeners watch it and like I cannot contribute any <laughs> thoughts about it. I would be it, up so. for that. As long as people are not upset that I have to do it later because I'm just not going to stay up and watch so. it on Mondays. But I, I would definitely would do that. I just yeah, have a lot make, of like quippy, sarcastic thoughts about it. So <laughs> I'm writing myself a note right now to make a template for people to say what they would do. And With I want people new to iPad. go into detail. Yeah, let me get my iPad and just open up Procreate and write down. <laughs> um, no, but please, seriously, we'll share this and ask what you guys would do if you came out of the limo. I'm curious because I really thought about it. I really tried to pick something that I thought was authentic to what I would actually do. So, And I feel like you being Taylor Swift with your 
sparkly yeah. guitar like that's something you would actually do <laughs> I want people to go into detail about this like I want details I want screenshots of the costume that they're gonna wear yes what dress everything. would you wear oh this yes. is awesome we need to yes. pick ours and share ours too I okay. gotta start looking for dresses <laughs> okay stay tuned everyone Moving on and talking about something with equally as pretty dresses, Bridgerton has absolutely taken social media and housewives and everyone by storm recently. And I feel like this show is just so unique because I think women of almost any age, you know, after you're like 18, would enjoy this show and I think Netflix has done something so smart with this show because I at least in my family my mom is the person who pays for our Netflix account like it comes out of her it's her auto renew what about in your family is it your mom or your dad Uh, one of my parents I can't remember because we just have a family plan right so I feel like in a lot of cases the Netflix account is coming out of like suburban housewives account And I feel like this show is something that Netflix has given to these women. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? To keep them paying for Netflix. Because my my mom hasn't watched it and I don't think she would like it. But I feel like people like a little bit younger than my mom would have a reason to stick around with Netflix now than they ever did before. Yeah. Because there's not really anything else on there that's for them. A lot of the other stuff is for like Preston, like you know, Stranger Things and Sabrina and Riverdale, like all that stuff is for our age group. And then there's like history things for men. But this is the first thing that I feel like is truly, you know, given to Netflix for women. And I just love it so much. I just think the costuming and the music and everything is incredible. And I also love that it's basically a no-name cast. I mean, in my opinion, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just like uneducated on these people, but no one has like any notoriety, but yeah. all of them are like doing so well together. Yeah, the also, only person that I recognized was um the redheaded Featherington sister. Yes. She was on Dairy Girls, so like I knew her from there, so oh, I don't know if she's okay. big in the UK or not, but she maybe. I, mean, I recognize her, but she was the only person that I recognized. So the Duke character, um, he is actually, rumors are swirling that he could be up for the potential James Bond in the future, which would I think be a good would James be really Bond. cool. Yeah. yeah. And also I watched this YouTube video, which I'll link in the show notes, that gives a lot more detail about the costuming and kind of their thought process behind it. It's very similar to Little Women, how they picked like pastels and blues for the Bridgertons and then like other colors for other people and it goes into how they purposely didn't make the costumes historically accurate and it talks about why and like why they embellished a little bit and it ties into like how the music is modern orchestra versions of or it's Mm -hmm. like orchestra versions of modern songs so it just gives a lot more insight into the intentionality behind the show And also, it says that there were over 7,500 custom wardrobe pieces made for the show. So, I mean, it's just a huge undertaking. And I appreciate the show for what it is. It's just amazing. But what are your thoughts on it? 
The one thing that I will say about the the feel of it, the show, is that it does feel like it's a period piece, but it's a modern period piece. Yeah. And so you saying that, you can see that there's the intentionality behind it, because for those of you who might not know this, Shonda Rhimes wrote the show. So Shonda Rhimes is the person behind Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. So a lot of the shows that have done very good on network television. Yeah. Um, and so it feels like a show you would see on ABC, but it has more of the artistic decision making or just like the small details that add up to something like a big movie would have because yes, i think and she has a netflix original yes and i think you going back to saying that this is something that appeals to kind of like people that are maybe like older not older women but just like above the new adult age yeah being like at 35 home and paying for netflix like it it plays into that because there's more of a freedom that Shonda Rhimes has because she signed a big deal with Netflix where she's going to be working with them for so many years and she's getting paid a lot of money and so her being able to write on these shows when she's already had very successful shows on network is it's a smart move on Netflix's part because you're right it's going to keep people paying for streaming in a world where now there's a lot more competitors especially with things like the office and parks and rec not being on netflix anymore it might make a lot of people question "Ah, do i really want this but when you have those uh kind of like old stays tv shows leaving and you have stuff like this coming on that's unique and fresh like it's gonna keep people paying for netflix um for me i liked bridgerton but i didn't like love it i don't hate it it's just if there's a second season i'll watch it i've never been a big shonda rhimes fan i've never really cared enough about super into her stuff either i've never watched more than a season of any other show and it's not because it's bad it's just not for me um i I don't know i was just kind of like meh about it i usually like historical things but i think i like them when they're historically like accurate accurate like i love pride and prejudice because that's how it actually was you know, I, like, I get that. I yeah. like the Kira Knightley movie where it's like the sexual tension is like Darcy holding <laughs> Elizabeth's hand for like two seconds and then like clenching his fist and unclenching I mean, it when this he walks is kind away. Of like when they touch his hands is... in the gallery, it's kind of the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. it goes like it spirals. I will say, if you haven't seen this before, or like maybe you're thinking, maybe I'll watch this with like my niece and nephew, no. like, don't. Don't do that. There's a lot of like hip thrusting. This is for mature if you know what I'm watchers only. I saw somewhere where it was like, it was a joke where they were saying, Shonda, you get, you can have up to like 15 minutes of like sex scenes. And it was like, oh, so if I just pull all my time together, can I do 15 minutes at once? And they were like, sure. And then they said episode <laughs> six. And it's just funny because it's like episode six has a lot of sexy time in it. But I other, I really thought it was fine. It's just more of a, I don't like the characters very much. And I think that that's why I wasn't super invested in it. I don't like the main two very much. I think the only person that I was actually invested in is Daphne's younger sister, the one whose name I can't remember, but that is like, I want to be a writer. But one thing I will say about the show that I liked is that you do get to see who Lady Whistledown is at the end. And I actually guessed who it was. Um, It's kind of this gossip girl vibe where someone is explaining what's going on in society and nobody knows who it is. Um, And I kind of guessed who it was, but then they swerve away from it. So I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Wrong, but then they show you at the end so it is it definitely is leaning towards season two wanting to watch to see what happens well they marketed this show so well because there were so many articles about how this was a um, 1800s version of gossip girl so that got all the people who like gossip girl mm-hmm. interested and then because shonda rhimes wrote it you've got this huge Grey's anatomy scandal how to get away with murder following coming too so this is just such a well-marketed show, which I really appreciate, and their efforts clearly paid off because this is this is the top five Netflix most watched show ever. Wow. 
So I, I will link you. an article. No, it's just like period. This wow. is one of their most watched shows. But I will say this article that I'm linking, Netflix did just change their like way that they count stuff. So now they count you as a viewer even if you have only watched like two minutes of a show. So it might be a little bit, you know, skewed for that reason. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely slated to be one of the top watch shows on Netflix ever. Because if it's already number five, I mean, I can't imagine how that's only going to grow and grow. And there have also been rumors that there's going to be eight seasons of this. Wow. Well, I know that it's based on a book series. Are there and eight there are books eight in the books. series? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's smart for Netflix to change however they're counting to include total clicks because i think especially when you saw things like tiger king over quarantine and how viral it got and people even just clicking to check it out like that should count into it because it's showing how much word is spreading about a show so even if somebody's only watching five minutes of one episode and they never watch it again it shows how much the word spread about something so i mean that makes sense to me i know it makes sense but i'll also link this article that i found through researching this that talked about the business behind Netflix and like how they count viewership and everything Mm -hmm. and it was such an interesting article so if you're kind of like a business nerd like I am and like Allison is I think you will appreciate this I'll have to check that out that'll be interesting it's really interesting for sure well, switching gears in the TV show department, this is just a small little <laughs> tidbit. But this is from one end of the end of the spectrum to, to the another. other. I know. So this week, it was announced that Caillou, which is premiered on PBS in September of 2000, is going to be canceled. So I asked Lauren about this before the show started, and she was like, "I don't think I ever really watched that." But I know I when didn't I was even know little, it was still on. Yeah, like I know that I did when I was little, but it wasn't one of the main shows that I kept up with. It may be people a little bit younger than us that watched it since it started in 2000, um, but. But PBS sent out this article about how to break the news to kids that watch it all the time. But apparently a lot of parents are happy about this. And I was at the news station this week and this was a story that ran. And one of our co-anchors was like, thank God that show's ending. And I was like, what's the deal with Caillou? Like, it's a kid's show. What's the deal? But apparently many parents were happy with this because Caillou taught their kids to be whiny and bratty. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember Caillou always did kind of whine about things. So I just thought that that was a funny tidbit. Um, So I don't know if you grew up watching Caillou or have nieces nephews kids even that like Caillou but it's just an interesting little tidbit of information there yeah that is interesting all right and last but not least in our pop culture news as much as we want to avoid the fact that TikTok stars are in our news I mean they are and they're going to be here to stay so we have a little section on TikTok Uh, the first thing under here is that a bunch of big TikTokers just got slammed for going to a vacation in the Bahamas apparently they went to Atlantis too and saw some fans and made some TikToks with them and took pictures but a lot of their fans are slamming them so Lauren and I discussed this a little bit before we're like why is this news I mean celebrities travel all the time what's the big deal I think think the reason that they're getting so much hate is because Charlie D'Amelio, who is one, the biggest TikToker in the world and also was on this trip, she a couple months ago or even more recently made a video in a live saying, please stay home. It's inconsiderate to be going out. And if you do wear Uh. your masks. And so I think, I don't think they would have gotten as much flack if they wouldn't keep saying things like wear your mask and stay home because I mean, you can. During one of the biggest spikes. And they are in LA and LA now has the biggest uh, spike death rate highest rate of just getting the disease so it's like the hotbed of the world right now and so that definitely is not a good look for them um i don't think i think you can travel and you can travel safely and 
take precautions and be smart about it. But I think for them having the following that they have, they have to be very careful about the way that they do it. And I don't know that they handled it the best way possible, but they are all under 20 and their prefrontal cortex is not developed. Neither (laughs) is mine. But I just, you know, you've got to think about the way that you're going to travel if you have 100 million followers on TikTok. I know these people um, are miniature corporations at this point, but I do feel like people need to give them some amount of grace. grace. They are young. I mean, we are 22, mm-hmm. and we still make mistakes like this all the time. And I think, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to pick at someone older. who's 16 years old and got thrust into the limelight at such a high rate. It's not even like a Disney star thing where, like, they auditioned and had to get it and had to work for it before they social media yeah. exploded like a Miley Cyrus. Like, it's someone who literally just made a dance video and then overnight had millions of followers. So it's just kind of crazy I think but they need to be given a little bit of grace but i mean i still understand holding people responsible for their yeah. actions especially when it involves something kind of dangerous mm-hmm. like this but yeah i just hope people can relax on the cancel culture a little bit <laughs> which that'll be interesting to see because the demilios have announced that they have a reality show coming to hulu so they might talk about some of this uh, especially oh, wow. charlie's rise to being the biggest tiktoker i don't know kind of how they got thrust into the limelight but that'll be interesting to watch and i definitely will watch it because i'll be curious to see what they talk about but i don't know that i'll watch it very long and then one other big the last piece of tiktok information which this is kind of tied with celebrity information but i just wanted to throw this out there so on tiktok my for you page right now a third of it has to do with the drama between Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. So if you don't know those names, they are the two, the first two, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are two of the stars on High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus. And Sabrina Carpenter is a Disney Channel star. So Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett were like, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they were kind of dating while they were filming the show. But then during quarantine, they had sort of like a, a falling out. Nobody really knows what happened, but they weren't together anymore. And then Joshua Bassett starts posting things with Sabrina Carpenter, and now they're dating. And they're, like, very evidently dating out in public, like, kissing, holding hands. Like, they're dating. And so, Olivia Rodrigo just wrote this song called Driver's License, where she talks about getting her driver's license, driving through the suburbs, and how her ex is with this girl with the blonde hair that she was always doubtful of. And so, people have just gone through and just debunked the meaning of every line of this and how there's this Disney star drama that is the equivalent of when Selena, Demi, and Nick Jonas had Disney drama when we were younger. And I just, I keep seeing it everywhere. And I'm not really invested, but I've watched so many videos about it because I'm like, oh, what's the deal of the situation? And the interesting thing is, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are still on High School Musical, the musical, the series. So they're going to have to go back and like film more seasons of this because it's a very popular show. So it'll be interesting to see how this all comes to fruition, especially because Olivia Rodrigo is a very big songwriter. She writes a lot of music. And Taylor Swift has been compared to her. I know Lauren has a little tidbit about that, but people are like debunking every line the way that they do Taylor Swift's music. So it's interesting to see if she'll write more music about this situation or ever address it. Because, (laughs) I mean, that's part of taylor how she rose to fame was like writing these songs that people could get so invested in Mm -hmm. but i think it's really interesting because people are comparing her lyrics to taylor swift but then her sound to like lord and Billie Mm -hmm. eilish which is really cool and i know a lot of people are you know excited about her maybe to become like a new girl like on the pop scene yeah for sure 
Well, as much as but, I really don't fully care about this relationship other than I was just curious about it, through the discovery of this, I love her voice. She has a very good voice. I think she'll be yeah. a great songwriter, so I'm excited to follow her I listened journey. to the song before we started recording, and I actually really like it. I'll mm-hmm. probably add it to, like, my quarantine workday playlist, but... Um, one thing I wanted to say is I just Googled Sabrina Carpenter, the other two people, mm-hmm. on like while you were talking, and I looked at their pictures, and can I just say it makes me so mad that teenagers are this beautiful. I Allison. know! Where that are the braces? angers me. Where are the culottes, like the, the pants that are awkward, or like the Where are the feathers baby in their fat hair? On the, the face. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to know why... People Where's the skip? hand on the hip pictures at the middle Why school Why do dances? they get to skip their awkward phase? It is not fair. No one has an awkward phase anymore. And it's just really aggravating to me is all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> these agree. teenagers are beautiful. You're not allowed to be more stylish than me. I'm 22. This should be the prime <laughs> style age of my life. And I'm having to learn from you. And that is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very frustrating. Oh gosh. Well guys, that is going to do it for our What's Poppin' episode that Lauren just tagged, but I love it and we're going to keep it for now. Um, But we can't leave this episode without giving you our one of the week. If you're new around here, our one of the week is based off of Taylor Swift's first track on Folklore, but it is our favorite thing that we did or saw or watched or person or Instagram account, our favorite thing of the week. So Lauren, what is your one of the week for this week? Okay, so up until five minutes ago, I was going to say Bridgerton, but we already <laughs> talked about that so much. I was just like, I need to pick another thing. You can have co-ones of the week. You can have the two of the week. It's okay. Mm, that's cheating. I'll just pick one. But <laughs> okay. you guys know I like Bridgerton a lot. I've already talked about it enough. But actually, my favorite thing, my favorite is a thing this week. You know, I've picked like M&Ms in the past. I've picked baking, you know, random stuff. But it's actually this coffee cup that I have right here. I am obsessed with this. Hey, Lauren, you know that people can't see that, right? Good point. I am obsessed (laughs) with this. It is a green. You guys know green is my favorite color. It is a green travel yeti cup but it's actually instead of like a travel coffee cup that's usually like there's no handle this one has a handle like a traditional coffee cup and i love it because it keeps your coffee so warm on the inside but then it's not scalding hot on the outside because you know like with other travel mugs you can barely hold it because it'll be so hot in your hands this one like isn't hot at all and so it's really nice and me and Preston have matching ones and every morning that we have matching coffee cups it just starts my day in the best way I don't know it's just like the serotonin that I need what's your one of the week though Allison so my one of the week is the trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix which is a movie and it is a little bit lengthier and it's a historical kind of just event depiction but it is such a good movie so I um, did a little research on it before I watched it because usually if I watch some like niche historical thing I have to read what's going to happen or like what actually happened so that I can follow it um, yeah. I even had to do that with Les Mis and if I hadn't done it with Les Mis I would have been very confused um, <laughs> but this movie is circling around the eight that turn into seven men and you see why who were charged with inciting crossing state lines to incite riots at the 1968 Democratic national convention so wow the the, yeah it's very timely for what has been going on in our country this week but basically this was about anti-vietnam war protests and trying to get a president that the democratic like students and people that were younger generations thought would help get the u.s out of 
the war in Vietnam. Um, but the movie is a trial movie. So it's going through what they're being charged with, how they got there. And the reason that I think it's such a good story is because one, it uses the little women Greta Gerwig approach of going back with through flashbacks. So you're in the modern moment, but it goes back through flashbacks of each of the men to show how they got to where they are, oh, like cool. why they're being charged with what they're being charged with. And I think that the reason that it's so good is because of the script and the way that it was delivered and the movie was written by Aaron Sorkin who did the West Wing um, and he also wrote the social network so if you like either of those things and the pacing of it this movie is very similar to that um, but it's got big stars and Eddie Redmayne's in it Sasha Baron Cohen Joseph wow. Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, and it's just it's such a good depiction of a historical event and obviously it's embellished and it's just showing like one side of the story but I feel like it's just very timely to what has been going on in our country right now and it was just told in a very unique interesting way i love movies that kind of show a like moment in time and kind of how you get there so movies like if you like the social network if you like the big short if you've seen something like bridge of spies like movies like that that show one specific thing and kind of the involvement of the story i think you would really like this and it's on netflix it is two hours and ten minutes so it's a little bit longer but i didn't feel like it was that long like i felt like it was paced very well because a trial movie could be very like daunting and heavy to watch but i just feel like this was not and it was just very well done so the trial of the chicago seven i highly recommend it me and Preston would like that a lot, I think. And I saw you did a blog post about it too, right? I did. And I think I saw somewhere that this may get some like nods for things later on because not a lot oh, of movies cool. came out this year. So yeah. uh, because it did come out in, I think, either November or December. So it is a 2020 movie. But it, like I said, I highly recommend it. It was very well done and went pretty fast for a two-hour trial movie. <laughs> I love it. All right, everybody. That is it for What's Poppin'. Pop culture number two episode that Lauren and I have done. Um, make sure that if you like this episode, to follow us on Instagram, rate and review us, hopefully five stars on Apple Podcasts, and share us with someone you love, whether that's on social media, by text, or in person. And especially make sure you're following us on Instagram today if you care about The Bachelor, because Lauren and I do want to know how you would get out of the limo and what dress you would yes. wear. So please be Let ready to know. respond to that when we post it on our story. But other than that, guys, we hope that you've had a great time here today and that maybe you've learned something or at least you laughed at something. But either way, we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend see you guys next week see bye ya. Woo-hoo.